Welcome, Ethan Butte, to Video Mojo. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much. Appreciate the invite. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, I've been following you for a number of years. Uh, you are the chief evangelist at BombBomb, which why don't you say what BombBomb is rather than me trying to do it? Sure. BombBomb makes it easy to record and send video messages and track the results. We can do it for one person. We can do it for very large organizations. You can do it in a bespoke manner. Uh, where you just live record and send it to one person for a particular moment in time. We can even automate entire sequences for entire teams of people. So a really broad solution. But the main thing is uh, iPhone, Android, Gmail, Outlook, Chrome, Edge, our little quick sender inside our web app or our really nice email drag and drop composer, integrated environments like Salesforce, Outreach, Zendesk, et cetera. So it's a really uh, flexible and dynamic solution Um but the main thing is, that's all the mechanics. The main thing is it helps you get face-to-face -face with more people more often. It helps you rehumanize the digital experience. Which just happens to be the title of one of your books, Rehumanize. And yeah, I even is. have it here. Look, visual aid. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And that's really where you fit into Video Mojo because one book is Rehumanize. Another, I love the title of your second book human-centered communication. So yeah. yeah, Bomb Bomb is a video messaging app is how I would say it in a couple words. Yeah, good call. And, yeah, I went the and, long way around. And particularly good for salespeople. But I think that there's a lot of conversation both around video and how hot video is. And then also we, we were talking about podcasting just before we got on, but you know, both video and then AI that people don't recognize the human dimensions of all of that. So Welcome, and, and it's a very rich conversation. So let's start with that face-to-face, -face and, and I don't mind talking about your app. People, what's the leverage that somebody gets when they do a video message over an email message or even a voice message? Uh, gosh, I could take this so many directions. The one that I'll go to quickly is clearer communication, human connection, and higher conversion. Those are like the three C's of it. It's communication, connection, conversion. We've all been in that back and forth text exchange and like, no, I know you don't understand me. Or maybe you got in trouble with someone close to you, maybe a spouse or something like you sent the smiley face, but it read as passive aggressive, right? It's, it's this, your tone and intent and motivation, the spirit behind the message comes through. So it's just a much clearer piece of communication. You get the message right the first time because so much of the message is how you say it, not just what you say. The human connection piece, people feel like they know you before they ever meet you in video. And this is true, whether you're doing video on social, whether you're doing video messaging, whether there's video on your website or whatever the case may be. Uh, and it also uh, just scientific, uh, digital relationships naturally degrade over time. And the two ways to kind of fill that reservoir back up in the absence of physical proximity, you send videos or you get in front of people through video and they, they're reminded who you are, what you're about, how you carry yourself. And it kind of replenishes some of that natural uh, diminishing effect um, as, as, as the physical proximity fades so often too does the psychological proximity. Of course, the best thing you could do is actually go out and see people. That fills it right back up. Uh, but video is a good, good hold there too. So human connection is a strong one. And then higher conversion. When I say conversion, I don't just mean a traditional sales and marketing conversion. Those things do happen up to and including, but not limited to the credit card swipe or the seven figure docu sign, whatever the case may be. Um, I mean, 
making it easier for people to say yes to you with confidence. And you're asking people to say yes all the time. Yes, I'll return your phone call. Yes, I'll make that personal introduction. Yes, I'll schedule an appointment and actually show up for it. Yes, I'll be honest with you in this conversation. Uh, yes, I'll fill out that survey and give you the feedback that you need. So anytime we're looking to convert, this sense of social reciprocity is so much stronger there. So uh, there are a number of benefits. That's just one quick go at it. I could go deeper, but um, you know, it's a tight show. Well, I'd, I'd like to go deeper on the connection piece because that's something that I'm very passionate about. And I believe, you know, people talk about no like, and trust as somebody engages online and conversion in some ways is a kind of engagement. You want people to respond. Talk about how video enables that and what that really means, because we live in a world where I heard somebody say a few years ago, isolation is the meta disease. And I think even more so in a post-COVID era, we're all really isolated. How can, you know, digital media like this, like we're talking on now, enable a more human connection? How does that actually work? Yeah. I mean, this is obviously a flat mediated experience, but it's a heck of a lot better than reading our transcript, right? At this, <laughs> at, at, in this day and age, it feels like transcripts are almost exclusively for AI to, to know what was said. But what, what the transcript will never say is what wasn't said or how something was said. There's a lot to be filled in there. There's something so much richer, even in this flat mediated, you know, camera exchange, um, it's much richer. I guess what you triggered for me is is the idea of warmth and competence. Um, and this will kind of tie back to what I shared uh, in the previous response. But the two criteria for every single social judgment, which we do all the time automatically subconsciously, are warmth and competence. This is pretty standard. There's a lot of research around it. And these words are the most common ones. But other words you might use for warmth are intent or motivation uh, these kinds of things that we're naturally detecting from other people. Is is this person sincere? Do mm -hmm. they seem to believe what they're saying so that I can maybe perhaps believe what they're saying as well? Do they seem to understand me or want to understand me? Ultimately, it's do they have my best interests in mind? Competence, on the other hand, is all the rest of the stuff, the details, the facts, the information, the offer, the opportunity, why you should do it, the rationale, et cetera. And the thing is that warmth always trumps competence. We judge and look hmm. for warmth before we look for competence. That's to say, um, you know, millennia ago, uh, if, I, if I didn't get good, this is just basic evolution between humans, of humans. Millennia ago, let's say 5,000 years ago, if we were not good at judging someone's intent and motivation and warmth, and we exclusively made decisions based on, you know, do you want this thing? Boom, I club you. You're out, right? Like this is just basic survival mechanism. So the consequences of not being able to judge warmth today are not fatal, but it's still deep in us. And we want to do that more than anything else for our own survival. Deep inside, we're never conscious of this. Very rarely anyway. Yeah. And, the problem. So I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I just, I'll button this up really quick. The problem with relying in all these digital channels on faceless typed out text alone, email, text, LinkedIn, uh, DMs, Slack messages, et cetera. The problem with relying on faceless typed out text is that it is missing all of the intent data. The intent data is in your expression of the message. It's in your eyes. It's in your smile. It's in your pace. It's in your tone. It's in your body language. And, and when we don't give it to humans, our brains need it so much that they'll literally fill in the blanks. 
and they fill it in defensively. So John, if you communicate to me and put something in front of me and want me to engage, act, move, behave in some particular way, and I have no means of judging what your intent or motivation are, I'm going to assume that they're not in my best interest. So that's the deal. If you want people to feel connected, if you want to build that know, like, and trust digitally, uh, if you want to make it easier for people to say yes faster, you need to make some video into what you're doing. Yeah, there are a lot of ways I can go with that. But I, one question I want to ask you, and you and I have never talked about this, is TikTok. Because I see a lot of the kind of humanity that you're talking about on TikTok. Are you guys, for example, is BombBomb doing TikTok? Uh, no. Why not? Because wouldn't you be able to build that same kind of human trust on TikTok that you're Absolutely. talking about? Absolutely. I mean, there are so many channels. For us, mm -hmm. it's just an issue of priority and time and resources. Uh, there's no question you can build an amazing audience on TikTok. It's obviously... Um, I mean, it is video, period. That's the whole thing. Like, um, So it, I mean, yes, you could, absolutely you could. And if it makes sense for your business, you should absolutely do it. And or if you have the time or resources to experiment, at a minimum, you should do that too. Yeah, we, we can come back to that at a later date perhaps because I think every business should be doing TikTok because of the opportunity to make that connection. So you're doing two podcasts. I definitely want to touch on that. One you said is longer running which is the new one is, is chief evangelist. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. 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 So, then, so I had the privilege of launching uh, the customer experience podcast on behalf of bomb bomb over four and a half years ago now, about 260 episodes in, and uh, it's been an absolute joy. Uh, I do record that video and I use it in blog posts and I use it on social to kind of just bring the episode to life a little bit and give people like legitimate, valuable pieces. Like I'm not looking for the clips, you know, the, right? You're not, you're not, you're not offering the entire episode in video. You're just offering clips. Correct. In that show in particular. But the one thing I want to, I, this is just personal. I know there are a lot of different ways people do it. I'm not a big fan of the 12 second hot take, you know, like I try what I, and I do it manually still. I know that I use some AI to assist. Um, but what, I'm what are still, you using? Uh, it, it's a, uh, it's a plugin through. Adobe Premiere Pro called Autopod. Okay. And it does a number of little things for you. So it's, it's a nice little time saver. But in terms of the content itself, I'm looking for moments. And I do this for two reasons. I do it for myself for additional learning. Like when you're doing a podcast and you're actively listening, it's easy to miss some stuff where when I play the episodes back for myself and I find a solid 30 second or 45 second or even minute and a half take where if someone on LinkedIn, let's say, spends 87 seconds on that 90 second clip, they're going to learn something and they're going to be glad that they did. It's not this, it's not a shallow, hollow teaser. It is a valuable piece of information in and of itself that someone can take off and carry on. Um, so I also do that on Chief Evangelist, but Chief Evangelist, much newer. Uh, I think I'm 30 episodes into that one. And I am doing full video episodes on YouTube. Uh, they have a new marker where you can like create a playlist of the full length. You never put the short clips in it. It's the full length videos and you mark it as a podcast. I don't know what the magic is there. I don't know if it's getting distributed differently or they're going to show it to more different people because of that characteristic. But, um, and, and, the, and the most interesting thing about that, by the way, is that um, the listening to the customer experience podcast is so, it, it's all almost all audio, almost all of the consumption just on a, you know, per stream, download, video play, video clip, even uh, dynamic. It's 
predominantly audio, but because I started with full length video from the beginning and I do video highlights and I do playlists of video highlights for chief evangelist, the views of the full length episodes are all, are, are very directly competitive with Spotify, Apple podcasts, et cetera. Yeah, it's a powerful distribution medium. Yeah, we're doing the same thing with Video Mojo. Is that you know the full episodes on YouTube, and you get definitely engagement there, and then distribute them out on audio, of course, as well. It's so powerful. Um, the, yeah, so the, this whole AI conversation, I think, is worth digging into. And I have to say that one of the things came up when you were talking about human connection that drives me crazy about AI is people doing fake videos you know the bit you know taking their face and turning it into an animated character oh, okay. and then even using ai voices they're losing their humanity that's not what it, ai can complement your humanity how do you how do you view this revolution that's going on uh i thought you were going to take it in a different direction that's kind of like waved off the idea because I, I reject it outright um so i i think you know if if it's fun, if it's between family members, between friends, or it's between coworkers who are very comfortable with each other, you know, use the gimmicks, make it fun, make it silly. I would never turn on a, a funny hat or fake sunglasses. The Zoom has these settings. You know, you can do these. I would never do it in a in any kind of a professional context. It's not because I'm too buttoned up. I just think it's distracting. Right. Like no one has time to waste. If you're you know, trying to do business, right. Cause you're most of the videos you're doing are strictly in a business context. Yeah. And that isn't to say that my humanity to use your words, it's not to say that my humanity isn't silly sometimes and fun sometimes and lighthearted sometimes, but it really is about that eye contact and the human connection. I don't think it's about entertainment in the most, um, parlor tricky type of way where I thought you were going. And this is super frustrating for me. I get prospected a lot with videos and there are a lot of people now, and there are a lot of tools out there now that will try to fake that it's for you. Hmm. Uh, sometimes it's like, you know, they'll hold up something and it like fake has your name on it. There are a lot of services that are faking the first name. So it's dear John. Hey, I'm so glad you blah, 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 blah. So like you record the video once and they'll like fake on the first, you know, dear first name. As if the first name is the thing. The thing is you feel, you seem to want to understand me or you seem to understand me. You seem to have thought about what would be useful to me or you haven't. So this idea of like using AI to fake that it's personal, but you're still mass blasting and playing this like gross volume game. I find it personally offensive because the key thing to me about AI is not offering something and pretending that it's something that it is not. Correct. Uh, you know, it, it's, and, you know, right now you can detect the difference. You can detect the difference in sincerity. There's, there are technical gaps in a lot of these solutions. Ultimately though, the technical gaps are going to be wa like washed out. It's going to be indistinguishable. My other fear, I just saw some statistics about young people reading. They don't read <laughs> like, you know, so, so part of me starts to feel like, oh my gosh, are we just not even going to care? if it's a person anymore. Like I see that as a, that is a legitimate potential future. I, I don't feel confident about it, but it is a potential future. I wouldn't call it the likeliest one, but it's really interesting to think about. There are so many different dimensions of AI that that's for sure. Part of it is not just one thing, right? We're talking about fake video and fake audio and right down the line. The, the underlying principle for me is to collaborate with it. 
that it empowers me. And I was on a, a webinar the other day, yesterday, actually, where he said, it gets you 70 or 80% of the way. You know, yeah. I'm enormously empowered by having first drafts, but I need to rewrite and I need to be responsible as a creative director, as well as a writer, that it's on target and it's really accurately saying what I want to say. I have to provide that extra 30% or whatever. Without that, it's kind of fake like you're talking about. Or um, or the other side of it is this pure commodity. Like you are the thing. Like right, your value exactly. needs to be in whatever the deliverable is. Exactly. In that moment. It's 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 interesting when you talk about those fakes because that, you know, it's using AI to be more present when we talk about pulling the clips out of the long form videos. So this is something that's a recurring theme in Video Mojo and something I'm researching AI apps to pull clips. And they're, you know, similar to your Premiere plugin. There, there are multiple apps for that that I'm going to be talking about in the future. But the key is similar with the writing. They can recommend highlights for me. But I'm not only going to want to say which ones I think are more valuable, but I'm going to want to take it into Descriptor, another editing app, fine tune it, craft the message in the same way. Let the AI get me 60, 70, 80 percent of the way, whatever it is. But I need to bring it home in order for it to be truly human and represent me in a way that, that I feel is valuable. Am I missing something there? You're, you're with no, me 100%. No, that's exactly right. That's it, It's both and. It's not either or. And to the degree that you make it either or, and you, it's just a caution for anyone doing any kind of work. If you outsource too much to the machine, you're going to be outsourcing things that are valuable to you in ways that you didn't understand. The, the, the exercise itself, there's value in the work. Your Your personal learning is in the work. And if all you learn to do is manipulate interfaces, you will eventually be wiped out yourself. It's both yes. and. Yeah, exactly. So bringing it back home, you know, as an evangelist representing a video messaging app, BombBomb, you know, I find all the time people resist TikTok, people resist AI. A lot of it is, I think, a negativity bias. But how do you get people to take the leap, so to speak. I, I, I also talk about video as a language. People need to practice. If I was learning French, I would need to practice in order to get fluent in French. In video, you need to practice in order to get fluent, but I think it's the future. So what do you find one that people resist? And if so, two, how do you get them over the hump? Yeah, it's really interesting. I, um, one of the things that I do is, you know, when we've hired X number of people, you know, we send them in cohorts on a little tour through the organization. They meet leaders of different teams. So I've been representing marketing, uh, over the years in that. And at the, I, at the end, I button up with things that are well beyond the marketing team. And one of them is, um, our single biggest impediment to growth as a company. And I call that human vulnerability. It's fear of judgment, fear of rejection. Essentially, it's the fear of trying something new, but it's also the fear of trying something new that is you, right? And there's something different about a recorded video than about a live video. By now, pretty much everyone's comfortable getting on a Zoom call or a FaceTime or whatever. And just like you might kick yourself after a meeting across a desk or a meeting across a, a, a table at a coffee shop, you might kick yourself like, oh, I wish I hadn't said it that way, or I should have really dug in there. You know, may second guess some of the way the conversation went. It comes and goes. The difference with a recorded video message is that you could play it back before you ever put it in front of anybody and judge every single second of that video 
which is the natural human response. And so in general, I always teach what you said to practice and I would extend it. Anything you want to be basically good at chess, guitar, basketball, French, you know, anything it requires practice and everybody knows this. Everyone accepts it. This is a new skill and it's a valuable skill. The skills are transferable into other situations. And so now we start blending into the idea of like that. Why are people terrified of public speaking? It's not the lights. It's not the podium. It's not the microphone. It's the fear of judgment and rejection. It's the lack of confidence in one's own voice. And so uh, it practices the only way through that. Another thing I often share with people, whether it's writing or video or anything else, is that your voice isn't waiting to be discovered. It's not around the corner waiting for you to like look around the corner. It needs to be developed and it's developed one set of exercises and practices at a time. And that's the only way through. In general, another tip around video messaging, start with people you know and who know you, or better yet, people you love and who love you. Reach out with a message of thank you, good job, congratulations, I was excited to see you, I was excited to hear, I can't wait until I see you next week, or gosh, it was so great to see you last week, and I'll never forget when blah, 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 blah. Start with easy messages, and I promise you the quality and the quantity of replies that you get to those will validate that this is a different and better way to use email or LinkedIn DMs, or text messaging, or Slack messages, or whatever channel you're sending this video through. Yeah, it's, and there, and there's a real power in the vulnerability. I, I'm reminded, you know, Brene, Brene Brown, the best-selling author, made her name off of a TED Talk, The Power of Vulnerability, which if anybody out there hasn't seen it, I can't recommend it more highly. And in her sequel to that, the full stage TED talk, she talked about, oh my God, she had that panic that you were just talking about that she was going to be judged. And what if 500 people saw it? She said, I didn't have a plan B for 12 million people, which is something like the number that that video saw. So video is the future. You're an evangelist for video as I am. There, the other thing about it, the motivation to develop that practice is that I think video is the video is the future, and the power of making yourself vulnerable, make, taking the risk, and doing it. I think has a big payoff. So, why don't you take us home with what you see as the ultimate advantages of developing that skill of doing video? Yeah, I think the reason it's the future is that more and more of our work, we're going to be selling, serving, working, however we want to think about that, connecting more in digital, virtual, and online environments. Those environments are noisier and more polluted than ever. They're only going to get noisier and more polluted. We're going into these spaces ill-equipped with faceless typed out text. I already touched on just for example, you know, that intent and the warmth and competence piece. You're going in in a way that doesn't serve you or the people around you best. And so mixing some video in, some live video, some social video, some video emails, some video messaging, mixing this in with what you're doing allows you to be much more effective and ultimately to get what you need and want more in the end because you're serving people in a way that the human brain is craving, even though we have to operate in this digital environment. Awesome. So your app is bombbomb.com, B-O-M-B-B-O-M-B.com. Uh, your podcasts are Chief Evangelist and uh, The Customer Experience. How about Correct. That? And, and one book is Rehumanize Your Business. Rehumanize people. We need to rehumanize our businesses and human-centered communication. Anything else you want them to know, Ethan, about how to follow up with you? 
Uh, sure. Ethan Butte, B-E-U-T-E. I'm on all the social networks as Ethan Butte. LinkedIn is probably the best place to start. And to celebrate the one-year anniversary of Human Center Communication, which was a Wall Street Journal bestseller, we enhanced the digital copy ourselves and made it absolutely free at bombbomb.com slash free book. It's bombbomb.com slash free book. It is digital. I prefer to read real books uh, versus you know screen books. But uh, for folks who are, are good with that, it's awesome. It has like 11 different experts in addition to me and my friend and co-author, Steve, uh, talking about strategies and tactics, the philosophy and practice of building human connection across this growing digital divide. It's in our control to make sure that we stay connected to people in person is best, but we know that we have to sometimes rely, often rely on the next best thing, which is video. Right on. Well, thank you very much for being an evangelist, not only for bomb bomb, but for human centered communication. I genuinely appreciate it. And I do think it's the future. Thanks again for making time to be on video mojo, Ethan. Thank you for the invite. Love the conversation. Appreciate what you're doing. Let's do more. Thanks.